everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Footy Bros Premier League Podcast. This is our second episode of a weekly Premier League podcast series. My name is Brandon. I am your host. And alongside me, I've got Chase again. Yo, yo, yo. So we've got all kinds of exciting new things to bring to this episode in particular. We're going to start off this one with some accolades from the month of August, including the Manager of the Month, the Goal of the Month Award, and the Player of the Month Award. Starting off with the Manager of the Month, much deserved to Javi Gracia of Watford. Four wins on the spin to start the season. You really can't argue with that one. No, they've been on fire. He's been on fire. He's got tactics down, got the team playing right. They're they're rolling right now. Big opposition in their last game. They still came out with a dub. So Yeah, they're looking really solid. Player of the Month, another one that's not surprising, maybe a little more debatable, but Lucas Mora of Tottenham Hotspur has been on great form. Uh, definitely well-deserved coming into the team uh, and, and firing in the goals from the midfield position. Who who else was up for that one? Was it Salah? No, Mane. Mane, yeah. Mane, Mane probably. That, four goals. Whew. You could argue Mitrovic from yeah. Fulham, too. He's got oh, four man. goals. Man, been a lot of good players so far. Yeah. Could have so. actually gave it to Holobos or Alonso yeah. even. Marcus Alonso, yeah. Back yep. to the left backs. Yeah. And then the goal of the month goes to Jean-Michael Sarri from Fulham against Burnley in game week three. A high-scoring 4-2 game. That goal came in the fourth minute. Absolute banger. It was. Upper 90. Beautiful first touch. Set himself up nicely and blasted it in the upper corner. So pretty well-deserved August accolades. The only one, like I said, that might be a little debatable is Lucas Mora, but I think the manager of the month and the goal of the month in particular are, are pretty obvious. I think the only other goal of the month that could have been something was the Glenn Murray little dink over De Gea. Yes, that was nice too. That's definitely a shot. I don't know if there's really been anything. Super, yeah, super that you know stands out. I think I think Sari is. Let's hold it off for another couple months. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. When you have more games to look at. Next segment that we're going to get into is something new as well. Uh, this is for fantasy Premier League. We're going to do a weekly start and weekly sit. So what that's referring to is we're going to take a player from each position level on the field. So, for example, a goalkeeper, a defender, a midfielder, and a forward. And we're going to recommend, based on current form and matchups, who you would start at that position and who you would sit at that position for the upcoming game week. And these are both guys that we agree with on the position. Right, right. We, you know, we kind of talk this over. Uh, you know, maybe there's a couple that two or three players could have fit the bill, but we're pretty set with who we have for each uh, position as far as who we're going to start and who we're going to sit. So, um, obviously, those of you that are listening, some of you may agree, disagree, have differing opinions, of course, but this is kind of what we came up with collectively. So, starting at goalkeeper, uh, we're going to start uh, Ederson from Man City, and the reason for that. Clearly, he's home against Fulham. That's a big one. He should get a couple saves. They might even get a clean sheet. Never know. Clean sheet points are kind of hard to come by, but I see him getting a couple saves easily. Yeah, and don't get us wrong. Fulham is a good team that can uh, score a lot of goals, but it's going to be tough against City on the road, the defending champions, newly promoted side. Might, might be a little nervy of a contest for them. So Ederson's probably a good bet to start this week at goalkeeper. For sit, uh, we have 
<laughs> Vorm, uh, Michelle Vorm on Tottenham Hotspur, and yeah, he's facing <laughs> Liverpool. Uh, you know, that's the big thing. He is at home, but he's coming in all of a sudden for Hugo Lloris, who's their normal starter. So good luck. I, it puts Vorm in a really difficult position, right, to go against an attack like Liverpool. So first game. Right. I mean, he, they might have played a couple cup, cup games together, but still, that chemistry is not going to be there with the back line, especially Vorm. <laughs> yeah, he's got plenty of experience, but again, to come in... And he's only six foot, so... Yeah, he's a little shorter, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, so that's going to be... A, that may be a tough one for him. So we'll see how that goes, but I we would say definitely sit him this week if you even have him on your on your team, but... You never know. Some people take those $4 million say, dollar risks, you know, the $4 million pound goalkeepers yeah true swap them in and out or if you're in a draft week league yeah. a waiver you know move there if you're um, actively don't checking play him yeah whatever you do don't start him defenders uh we've got started for the starting we're gonna start uh marcus alonzo because he's been on great form and not only that but he is home against cardiff uh chelsea normally pretty resounding at home cardiff a team Poor. that yeah i mean they've been okay but Alonzo's been on fire. He's playing like a midfielder type of role. Yeah. And he's getting those assists, even getting the goal. So definitely a sure bet there. And if he gets a clean sheet. I see double-digit points from Alonzo again this weekend, right. honestly. Right. So definitely a start for him. Sit, we've got Tarkowski from Burnley. This was a tough one because there are some teams that are struggling, and you, know, you could argue you could sit their entire defense but we're looking at players that have scored a lot of points so they've, they've been impressive and it's tempting to continue to start them but the reason we have Tarkowski for Burnley sitting in this one because he has had a good start to the season is because he's away against Wolves and overall Burnley as a side have really not lived up to the billing their expectation this season they've struggled they're in the relegation zone sitting 19th in the league and we did confirm uh, from a stat that we were referring to in the first episode, we weren't 100% sure if they had actually failed to make their Europa League group stage, and we did confirm that they actually did not make it. They lost out to Olympiacos in the playoff round, so I think that pressure was a little bit too much for them. Yeah, they, uh, they're going to struggle for a couple more weeks, I think, just getting back into that groove of things. Maybe hit the middle of the season. They'll go back to being a little bit of the Burnley-esque. Sean Dyche has them playing pretty good stuff most of the time, but we'll see. I wouldn't play Tarkowski this week, though. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't no. play anybody for their defense or West Ham's defense, to be completely <laughs> yeah. honest. If you have anybody from West Ham, just don't start them. Mm-hmm. Uh, going into the midfield, for start, this one's kind of tough because he doesn't always start the game, but he's been contributing a lot of goals, and that's Pedro. He's home against Cardiff. Just on recent form alone, and the fact that he's home against Cardiff... He should score. I, I think it's a surefire start. I think he needs to start. Uh, for midfield sit, this is a tough one, but Sherla, although he's been on fire, he is, again, he's away against Manchester City, playing for Fulham. Rough. I, I, yeah, I, I don't know if I see him... I don't see another goal. I mean, hopefully he proves me wrong. Yeah. Two and two, so people are going to ride that wave, but I wouldn't start him this week. Right. If there's a week to not start him, it would probably be this one. Moving into the forwards, uh, we're starting Sergio Aguero uh, because he is home against Fulham. And it's Sergio Aguero. Right. This is one of those games you can see, like an Aguero to a brace or a hat trick. It just has that feeling to it. 
I, I definitely would recommend starting Aguero for this one. It's, to me, it's a no-brainer, but again, you, it's the Premier League. You never know what can happen, but just the, the odds are with Aguero in this type of matchup, being at home as well. And then, keeping with the theme of Fulham versus Manchester City, just because he's been in such good form, we have Alexander Mitrovic sitting as a forward for this one. Yes, again, he's been on great form, four goals and four, but again, he's away against Manchester City. The odds are not in his favor. We hope these guys prove us wrong. Oh, yeah. You know, I have Mitrovic on my team personally. Great. If he gets one, awesome. Hopefully Mitrovic listens to this. Yeah, yeah. Mitrovic, are you listening to this? Because we just need you to score. Uh, Even if you lose 3-1, 4-1, 4-0, just score for me. But uh, that's... I think that's a pretty cut and dry one just because, again, of the opposition. So, again, your opinions may differ, but that's our take on the weekly start and sit him for game week five. I think if you could uh, swap Mitrovic out for somebody like Callum Wilson even, that'd be a good swap. Yeah, I think I think that might be a, a decent swap out. They have uh, Lester this week, which, yeah. you know, Lester can be tough, clearly, as I saw, you know, uh, when they faced uh, Liverpool. They I'd, were, ra- I'd rather Lester than uh, City, though. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> if you could choose one of the two, definitely uh, Lester. But. So that's our take on the weekly start sit. And so we're going to move on to uh, another segment that we're going to introduce uh, called Power Rankings. This one's kind of a brief thing. We're just taking the top four teams each week. Uh, this one, we're not going to really have much of a power ranking per se just because the top three teams in the league are a perfect four-win, four, four no-draw, no-loss record, 12 points, and that's Liverpool, Chelsea, and Watford. And then Manchester City are fourth in the league with a three-win one draw, zero loss record at 10 points. So really, the power rankings, you could argue a little bit of shifting around with Liverpool, Chelsea, Watford. You could say, oh, Watford's maybe number one because of the incredible, unexpected run they're on. And that's understandable. Uh, but I think Liverpool, Chelsea, Watford have to be in your top three. Yeah. And then City belong in fourth. You could argue even City should be higher because of the... Uh, the draw they had, if you remember, they had a goal that was controversial against them with Wolves with that handball. So really, you could look at City as almost a 4-0-0 team as well. So maybe next week if there's a shift, there's a change uh, in the top four as far as overall records or any, any type of shift there, then maybe you know be an adjustment to the power rankings. But not really much room for debate there. Uh, one note that we wanted to mention from the international break, uh, there wasn't much to really discuss or it wasn't really any uh, storylines that came up but one in particular you know a shout out and, and not in a positive way unfortunately to Luke Shaw uh, he sustained a pretty nasty blow to the head looked, against Spain looked brutal just got hit in the face and just went straight down you could just tell something was wrong yeah it looked a, like a pretty serious concussion honestly it did not look good at all the way he went down uh, Danny Carvajal he had a collision with Danny Carvajal from Spain and uh, just in the manner of, of the way Luke Shaw went down, it looked like, it, like uh, Chase said, an immediate uh, concussion situation. Uh, the reports are suggesting that he will be obliged to serve a mandatory, uh, mandatory seven-day concussion period of absence, so basically concussion protocol, uh, though this has not been yet confirmed. So, you know, Manchester United will probably day-by-day day kind of assess his situation as he uh, gets ready to... Uh, play Watford here in the next couple of days potentially, uh, but you just got to feel regardless of short term, long term. 
he he's this man back is, so many times yeah. and he's still my age yeah, <laughs> yeah he's still a young man and he has fought so hard to get back in the side because remember you know last year especially he was really fighting to earn his spot you know jose and Mourinho and him didn't seem to have the best didn't, didn't seem to see eye to eye with each other and he's really fought to earn his place in the team and had a great month of august had a nice goal and then he uh sustains another injury so you know Best wishes to him. Hopefully he can uh, come back and still continue to be strong uh, as, as he's shown so far. So, mm-hmm. so going forward from here, we're going to get right into the Game Week 5 uh, predictions. Now, the cool thing about this is that Chase and I did not discuss either of our predictions to each other. So we have no idea who each other has picked for all of these games or the score lines. Uh, as I'm well. just going to disagree with everything just for the lulls. <laughs> just going to comp- do the exact opposite of whatever I say. <laughs> so the uh, first game, the early game, it's a cracker. Spurs-Liverpool, always entertaining. Two attack-minded sides. It shouldn't be, history suggests, although there have been times where one team is has had a big win over the other, but recent history suggests that it should be entertaining and uh, for the neutral as well, and it should be a close game. I personally, I had a tough time with this one. Uh, with Vorm coming in to replace Lloris, that could be a big blow for mm-hmm. Spurs potentially. Yeah, yeah. I still, and I'm going to be as neutral as possible because I'm obviously a Liverpool Screw fan. That. Yeah, no, go for it. Yeah. I have a 2-2 draw. Ooh. In this one, Liverpool, you know, f- perfect coming into this point. I think this might be the first time they drop points. What do you think, Chase? I actually have Liverpool winning. Really? 3-2. Okay. But I do have an entertaining open game. Yeah. I think the Loris and uh, Deli Ali being out will be huge for Spurs. And I don't know if Sun's back yet, but they're going to need him soon because... They need to get that rotation going again. He was on fire last year, and he only makes them better. Absolutely, yeah. He is a player that can change games in an instant. So, uh, interesting. 3-2, I, I like the scoreline. You know, It'll be open. Yeah, I don't, could you see this game ending in a nil-nil? Could you imagine? I, I, I just can't see that. That'd be a waste of my <laughs> 95 minutes or whatever. Yeah, we're uh, in the Eastern time zone in the U.S., so that's a 7.30 early bird <laughs> riser for me. So, uh, I mean, I will certainly be up as a oh, fan. Oh, I'll be up. Yeah, that's going to be exciting. So uh, we hope it's not a 0-0 uh, for, for the sake of – even for the neutrals. Uh, next game we got Bournemouth against Leicester. Bournemouth at home. They've been all right so far this season. As has Leicester, they showed some really positive signs against Liverpool. So I've got this one. I had a tough time with too. Yeah, me too. I, uh, I have a draw here. I have a one-one draw. I was about. To, I I have a two-two-zero to Leicester. Honestly, wow. But I wouldn't be shocked if it ends in a one-one. I think that first goal will be vital. That's a very good point. Yeah, I think that first goal really, in this type of matchup, yeah. will set the tone. Both these teams want to scrap and fight and kind of want to get a draw every single game, it feels like. Yeah, at least secure your points. So that first team to score might kind of instill a nerve to the other team. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it could, you know, a two, that could make a 2 uh, 0 scoreline very likely at that point. Chelsea versus Cardiff. I felt more comfortable with this one. Uh, I've got Chelsea winning at home 3 1. What do you got? Same. 
3-1. 3-1. Yeah. I, I could even see a 3-0. Yeah, I, I gave Cardiff a goal because I could see... I could see them scraping one like they did like against... Like a consolation or yeah, something. like a corner, a right. dead ball or Scrappy something. Scrappy kind of goal. Nothing fancy. It's right. It's going to be a Chelsea game, and they're going to put it away in the 90th minute again. Yeah, typical Chelsea fashion. And uh, I got Hazard dropping hat-trick this weekend. Really? He's going to go absolutely bonkers. So uh, we actually have a change we'd like to make to our fantasy start (laughs) sit-up. Because Hazard is labeled as a midfielder for fantasy purposes. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, so take a look at that as well, uh, folks. If you've got Hazard, consider that. You know, that might be one you're thinking like, hello, you're talking about Chelsea, you know, you're going to start Pedro over Hazard. Hey, Hazard's not a bad choice either, so... Uh, but interesting, you call for a hat trick there. He he's due. He, he's a he's a hell of a player. So Huddersfield against Crystal Palace. Well, yeah, it's a bit of a snoozer on paper, especially um, without Zaha. Yeah, still without Zaha. Yeah, but I saw injury. that he posted on Instagram. He's back in training. He's fighting to get back for this weekend. He knows his importance to the team. <laughs> yeah, he knows he needs to come back. This team needs him. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, as a neutral, I don't know if this is one of the games that I'm going to be interested in if Zaha isn't playing. Exactly. I don't know if this is going to be one of those games where I'm, you know, I need to tune in. You know, this is this does not stand out to me as an entertaining match. No. I got uh, a 1-1. 1-1. You know what? I am not showing Huddersfield any love. <laughs> I am giving Crystal Palace a 2-0 win, even without Ooh. Zaha, Ooh. on the road. Ooh. That might be a little, uh, a bit of a stretch, but... Huddersfield is really disappointed for me this season. Like, really disappointed. I mean, I can see it, honestly. Yeah. I, I mean, see either. I mean, I see a draw or Palace winning. I really don't see any way Huddersfield win this game. Yeah. Honestly. You're, you're probably thinking, Brandon, who's going to step up, though, for Crystal Palace? Juan Basaka. Yeah. <laughs> Benteke, right? Say Christian Benteke. That's, I mean, come on, he, do something, man. These are his kind of games, you know? Again, scrappy goals, whatever it takes. Uh, I. Yeah, I don't see Huddersfield doing well nah. in this one. Manchester City versus Fulham. Well, you can probably, based on our fantasy start sit and with all the players that we had starting for City and, and benched <laughs> for Fulham, you could probably see where we're going as far as their prediction for the match here. Um, honestly, I have nothing against Fulham. They have been honestly fun to watch already. The issue with them is their defense, their leaky defense. They've scored seven and conceded nine, I believe, to start the season. And uh, the issue that I have is Manchester City, champions at home. I think they roll in this one. I like a 4-1. Ooh, yeah, let me let me check what I got. I could see had, a 3-1 maybe, but a 4-1 I feel. I want to say I had something bad too. I, I, I think... I think City yeah, I, feel pretty good about this one. Fulham, again, very capable of scoring. They have a lot of creative players. Sherla, Seri, Mitrovic is on fire. You could easily see a, a, a 4-2 potentially even. I mean, yeah. they are capable. But City haven't lost to Fulham since 2009. And in that game, Clint Dempsey scored twice. How about that? So maybe his retirement will bring out good juju for Fulham <laughs> and they'll win. Yeah, you never know. You, you know they can be inspired. <laughs> the Premier League is so amazing because they could win. It really is. And but I got I got 
4-0 City. Ooh. Thrashing. Because uh, City, the international break, I think, came at a right time with that draw. I mean, that kind of lackluster performance they had last game against uh, Newcastle. So now they got their guys going. They all got some minutes under their belt, and they're, they're going to come in, and Pep's going to have them ready to go. Yeah, coming off the international break. That's a good point. Some, see, the thing is about the international break, it helps some teams and hurts others. It oh, just kind of yeah. depends on your experience level and just your your overall fitness levels and, and stuff like that. I mean, it really can be a momentum killer, can it? I, I, that's why I worry about a team like Watford. Is this going to hurt or help a team like that? You know, some of the big clubs are, are used to that. The players are – that's what champions do, right? They're used to these types of things. So I'm interested to see who, what teams – coming off the international break perform well and what and who doesn't that keep going exactly so 4-0 not giving Fulham <laughs> any love here I just mean, as i be wrong Fulham. yeah please do uh, for fantasy purposes again i have mitrovic so please uh for shout out to him hope we can get one uh newcastle versus arsenal i could see this being one of those scrappy games almost like a chelsea newcastle but i hope it's better quality because chelsea were so bad but good enough to win that match. Yeah. I think Arsenal gets the win here. A 2-1. Oof. And it's going to be a bit of a struggle. But I do think Arsenal will show, again, better quality than we saw in the Chelsea game. I felt Chelsea were too cautious. But I think Arsenal will go for it a little more. And I know it doesn't help if Newcastle sit back. What do you think? I got 2-0 going to Arsenal. Okay. Clean sheet. And uh, Ture is going to start full 90 is that something you are saying with confidence or that you hope as a fan? Because he he should start, right? Yeah, but I uh, don't know. I don't know. I mean, come on, Wenger. No, yeah, yeah. Wenger in. I mean, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah. Um, but I, I they mean, look Newcastle, Newcastle beat us last year, last couple games of the season. That was rough. Mm-hmm. I think it was Matt Ritchie and Iuzi Perez put us away, and it yeah. was just ugly. Just ugly. But, I mean... I wouldn't be surprised if we see some fireworks from the Arsenal back line again. Oh, yeah. That's another, that's another thing, too. Arsenal very much need this game, this type of clean sheet performance. Yeah. Just for the confidence of the whole team, not just the back line, but for everyone as a unit. Mm-hmm. They really need to show that the defense can step it up and uh, you know keep a clean sheet. They need to be together. They need to be that togetherness as a unit. Someone needs to step up and be a leader, and this is a perfect opportunity against a Newcastle side that really is bang average mm-hmm. at best. They don't really have many. They're not special. No, no guys on the team that are really game changers. Right, exactly. So, But, I mean, I see a lot of Arsenal fans on Twitter calling for Petr Cech's head, and I just want to say he's made a, mm, so many good saves this year. Yeah, he's not good with his feet, but it's about the saves. He didn't put those balls in the back of his net on the supposed to be horrible, horrible back passes. Right. But he's saving goals where the other teams should be scoring. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a good point. I mean, he's had moments where you're sitting there thinking, what is he doing? But Then he comes up with a huge save two minutes later, and you're just like, well, if... He has the quality. Yeah. It's just consistency. I think, I think it's just to that age where you're not going to really teach him how to work with his feet at whatever 35 he is 34 whatever he is now right like he's not just gonna learn that out of the blue exactly either at this point you either have it or you don't yeah he clearly doesn't (laughs) no offense my boy yeah 
Leno's just licking his lips, you know, getting ready for his just chance. Waiting. Yeah, absolutely. You know it, it'll come. Watford against Manchester United. Ooh. Now, normally, you would say, you know what? This isn't really that exciting of a fixture, but I'm actually kind of looking forward to this one. I even got that though, as my game of the week. Really? Mm. Over Spurs Liverpool? Yep. Really? Yep. Um... I am not offended. You can tell by the tone of my voice. I, I'm not. I'm not offended at all. No, honestly, you know what? I don't think that's a bad choice because, obviously, because of Watford's form, and it's it's interesting to see what United will do coming off the international break, just as much as it is Watford. Yeah. Um, United picked it up against Burnley in their last game because they were a shambles against Spurs. We we all saw that. I had a tough time with this one as well, but I went with a 1-1 draw. It's one of those, I think it'll be a entertaining, a scrappy but entertaining game. But I can't see either side winning it. What about you, Chase? I got United 1-0. Really? Yeah, no. I think uh, the international break might hurt Watford, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, I can see that too. But that it too. also could help them. But I think the international break will definitely help Manchester United. I agree. I think it'll favor United more, again, like I mentioned before, with the, the players having more of that, that reassurance, that experience, and that uh, poise coming off of things like this, more games that they're used to playing. Uh, they'll be more, I think, up for it. Yeah, me too. So I wouldn't be surprised with that result, but I Wofford scoreless at home is tough for me to envision. I could see maybe more of like a 2-1 hmm. loss as opposed to a, a 1-0. But also, United games, I remember, are oftentimes very low scoring. Yeah. So 1-0 wouldn't be shocking. I just uh, see United scoring their one goal and then Watford not being able to find a way back. I don't see Troy Deeney creating problems. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, he is a good goal scorer, but... At the 75th minute mark and they're down 1-0, it's going to be now or never moments for Watford in that game at least. Right. Yeah, I I could see that as well. Uh, you know, Watford off to a fantastic start, obviously. It goes without saying. Yeah, keep it going. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Be the next uh, Leicester. Yeah, and that reminds me. That there's an interesting stat about that. Yeah. Incredible stat about Watford and Leicester. Leicester, the year before they had that magical title run, which was in 2015-16, season, Leicester City, I believe, had an 11 win, 8 draw, 19. and 19 loss record. Yep. And the next year, they went on to have, of course, that magical run and won the title. Well, last year, uh, in 17 18 season, Watford also had an 11, 8, and 19 record. Here we are in the 18 19 season. Watford are off to a flying start. I don't even think Leicester started this good when they. I don't think so either. So. Dare we say, Watford FC, the Hornets, are the 1819 Barclays Premier League champions. <laughs> Is it a little early for that? Uh, <laughs> yes. Slightly. Yeah, I mean, still, I mean, regardless of the crazy stats and the conspiracy theories, whatever you believe in. It's just awesome to see somebody like that doing so well. Yeah, it, really it is. is. It's exciting for the league, honestly. It's, to see, it's awesome to see a bunch of 74 overall silvers on FIFA you know, yeah. going up against beating these exactly. big teams. Exactly. People. Some people will say it's, it's exactly the opposite. Oh, it's not good for the league. You you know. Oh, it's perfect. I think it's good every now and then. 
why if you have the same standings every year you know what would be the point you know i think it's personally kind of exciting and 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 shows that the league is very competitive oh yeah and it only brings in more fans exactly exactly now obviously as you can see lester is not gonna do this every year wofford's not gonna do this every year but it's fun every now and then to see those unexpected teams to do that kind of like the blackburn side that i think it was 95 96 if i have my season right when they won the league and they weren't expected to it's it's stuff like that that makes it you know the keeps best you on your toes in the world yeah absolutely um and, and arguably the best you know club football league in the world so uh, there's a lot of debate about that, obviously, but yeah, it's the best. I personally, we, we personally, I think both agree yeah, that it's the it's most competitive. The, it's yeah. the best. Absolutely. It's the best because it's the most competitive and all that other stuff. The skill in La Liga might be a little higher, but I, I'm not watching Deportivo versus La Coronia or whatever. Right. Exactly. No offense, but I'm not watching Hatafe every weekend. Exactly. Like exactly. I'd much rather watch Bournemouth every weekend than that. Yeah, I agree. I think the competition is definitely much closer knit and it's higher quality overall. So, moving on to the next matchup, Wolves against Burnley. This one, like I said, we didn't talk about our predictions and the scores before the game, but I mentioned or before we made these predictions. But Chase and I happened to briefly talk about that game. We didn't say who we picked, but I said to him, I made a comment that for me this game was fairly easy, and he thought he was kind of shocked. He's like, really? This is kind of a tougher one for me. I feel comfortable with Wolves winning resoundingly. I got got? got (laughs) 3-0. Maybe that's a little much. I'm 2-0 maybe, but Burnley's not performing well. I got a Wolves 1-0 win. Okay, so a win, but... Scrapey. Yeah, scrapey contest. Burnley, this is the thing. We talked about it during the fantasy uh, analysis with Tarkowski uh, you know, as our sit. They have not lived up to their expectations so far, albeit very early in the season. The thing is, the Europa League excitement, I think, got in their heads. We've said it time and time again, but I just think that's been too much for them already. And uh, they have not been performing well in the Premier League. And they're on the road against Wolves, who haven't been outstanding, but have shown at times they have quite a bit of quality, particularly in the midfield area with yeah. Neves and Moutinho and players like that. So I just feel I feel good about this one. I don't know what it is, but... I mean, I hope you're right. That'd be great for me. I mean, I'd much rather see a 3-0 than a 1-0. Right. See the, see the goals come flying in, but... I'm sorry, Burnley. We're not showing you any love. You're sitting 19th in the table in the relegation zone. Oof. Hopefully you can prove us wrong. It's it's not good for you guys so far, especially after finishing what seventh last year. Yeah, that's a huge drop off. And Burnley's big purchase was, um, I think Ben Gibson from Middlesbrough, and he's been kind of, and then they bought it, brought in Joe Hart, and he's been, <laughs> not just, uh, uh. Yeah. Joe Hart is. He's past it. Sorry. Yeah, he's so up and down. He, he on, on his day, he was incredible. I but, think that Torino loan kind of killed him when he realized no teams in the league wanted him and he had to go somewhere else to play, so yeah, kind of hurt him. Poor guy. wasn't wanted by anybody. Uh, I don't want him. Yeah, no, no, I'm good. <laughs> sit him, too. Yeah, exactly. If you got Joe Hart, <laughs> sit him. Everton versus West Ham. West Ham... Nice. Get it together! Like yeah. this is a game where you can you can get some goals out there. You can you can go out there and win this, and it could be the start of something. 
especially away from home. It's not like this West Ham team has no quality. I mean, it they still blows my in mind. People, I still don't understand how they have zero points in four games. They have scored twice and have conceded ten times. That's poor. That's poor. That's really bad. I mean, that's shocking. Honestly, I didn't. I didn't know it was that bad. When you invest and spend the kind of money that they have and are so poor, yes, it takes time for some teams to get the chemistry going and all of that, but regardless, the quality they have, sure, it's not top four, even top six quality, but it's it's respectably mid-table, Yeah, and they're sitting there, bottom of the league, no points. They should get, be a team finishing 8 to 12 every single season. Absolutely. And to make it worse for them, I have them losing to Everton uh, 2-1 on the road. I just I don't see West Ham winning. I don't know. Can yeah, you tell I, I me otherwise? See, I don't see West Ham winning either. I see a 2-0. 2-0? Not even. I yeah, mean, West Ham just leaking goals, and they can't score. So ugh, Not a good uh, combination there. Their fans, obviously, a lot of <laughs> unrest in that fan base uh, at the moment. The final game, the Monday matchup, Southampton versus Brighton. Not one that screams, I got to tune in on my work hours on a Monday to watch this. Lucky for me, I'm off at 3 p.m., so I get home. and How convenient. Look at that. Flip it on. Just unfortunate that it's Southampton and Brighton. Brighton. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to watch a cracker today. Yeah, I got 14 nil Brighton now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but realistically, I have 1 nil Brighton. Yes. Hey, nice. hey, the last game, we have the same scoreline. Look at that. I agree. I think it's going to be a low-scoring, not exciting affair. No. Southampton, they're so hot and cold. I, I don't understand this team. They're weird to watch. I, I, They're at home, but I feel comfortable with Brighton getting a close win. But yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Southampton got a 1-0. I don't see either team running away with it No. in this matchup. I don't see anything more than two goals. No. Yeah, I think I think one nil is a pretty fair result. Pascal Gross gonna make a penalty finally. Yeah, I think he's over two this year so far. Ugh. Yeah, so and he just... went to the same spot both times, I believe. You think they're gonna keep him at the spot? I mean, if he misses another one, he <laughs> might lose his. Uh, might... I, I think when I when I played, uh, it was one and you're done. You miss, you're done. You're not taking another one. Yeah, that'll uh, that'll keep you on your toes, making sure that you don't uh, you know continue on that trend. So. That is all we've got for this one. Uh, a little bit shorter because we, uh, you know, just a simple prediction uh, podcast with some extra news that we threw in there. Uh, our next one will be a combination of a analysis, post game analysis, as well as a prediction for game week six. So that will be uh, mid next week. We're going to let you guys go. Thank you again for tuning in and stay tuned for episode three. Peace out, guys. Have a good one. Peace out.